This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. What's up, everybody? I am by my lonesome today. Let's see who's in the chat. We got a nice crowd waiting for all the shenanigans to start here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Let's see here. Let's bring this audio down just a smidge. Scarif After Dark, what's happening? I hope you feel better. Vader Rapina, thanks for coming by. Megan Rickards, come on down, everybody. Let's see here. I was going to say StreamYard's in the chat, but that's uh, the generic uh, thingy-mabob there. But thank you very much for joining us. So we're going to be talking about Star Wars, the special editions. And um, I posted uh, a while ago a little question regarding the Star Wars special editions. And uh, I know um, as Star Wars fans, there are... um, lovers of the special edition there are our haters i'm not going to say haters because uh you can't you can't really hate the special editions can you no you can't absolutely not um there are some people that uh did me a favor and put down uh what their favorite uh star wars uh original trilogy um on the special editions, which one was their favorite? I've got my favorite, and I know uh, a lot of people have their favorite for whatever reason. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking with uh, none other than Mark Austin, Mr. Boba Fett himself. And uh, we are going to chat uh, shop talk. We're going to do some shop talk here on the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Scarif Live! And uh, if you guys are uh, joining us in the rewatch uh, later on after this is done, make sure to stick around to the end. We have a uh, giveaway. What are we giving away? Uh, We are giving away this R2-D2 USB car charger and a Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition button and some other scare of stickers and some scare of swag. So stick around. For that, we're going to have a couple of announcements. We're going to have a fun here at the Scare Scuttlebot. We'll bring our guest out right after this. is now the ultimate power in the universe. What is up? Thank you, friends, for joining us. And Mark, thank you very much for joining us here at the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. Welcome. Well, oh, glad to be here. I'm really glad to be here. Welcome back. This is not your first time here on Scare Live, oh. but uh, always happy to have you, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. It's like uh, home away from home now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So uh, you hopped on the stream a couple of minutes ago. We were uh, talking before we went live. We had a wonderful conversation, uh, but I wanted to uh, make sure that we shared that conversation with the folks in the chat. And later on, 
I'm going to ask um, the chat if they have any questions for you. We're going to be uh, answering some questions on Star Wars, the special edition, and uh, maybe we can get some clarification. So you worked on which of the three films? I worked just as the creature animator okay. for A New Hope special edition. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, early... Uh, Early in this week, I had posted to see just to kind of find out from some of our followers, you know, if people had their favorite, uh, I guess, elements in some of the um, special edition versions of Star Wars. And uh, a lot of people, um, you know, obviously they remember some extra stuff that was in there, which is is lovely. Um, do you have a favorite out of all the three? Me? Yeah. For me, it has to be Empire because I I love seeing the slave run on the landing pad. Yeah. That for me was just like I I just yeah I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know I'd already left ILM. I didn't know they was gonna make another special edition. They only knew they only told me that it was gonna do a new hope. Right. So I wouldn't have left ILM had I known <laughs> they were making more, and I would have ended up in the suit again for Return of the Jedi as well probably. Yeah, but um, I, I I thought that that was it. They Lucas was saying how expensive it was, so you know the uh, bean counters. So I I took off, but uh, for me, I when I saw that Empire Strikes Back uh, shot of, of the slave one, oh. Beautiful. I candy. Yeah. 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 You know, I think for me, uh, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite special edition because of the uh, work that was put into it. I loved the uh, the Millennium Falcon approach in Cloud City, the way they expanded the the shots. And yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks gorgeous. Cloud City looks gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. There is one shot in particular where the original one, they had our heroes running through a hallway um, uh, obviously they were being chased by stormtroopers in the original, they were inside. And then in the special edition, they put up a window and you can see cloud city behind it. I was like, Oh my God, that is so, so wonderful. I love yeah. that. It, it opened it up to what a city in the clouds would have. And that's a lot of windows. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, Oh, uh, happy belated birthday. Happy belated Boba Fett birthday. Oh, there you go. It was the anniversary <laughs> of the blue screen shoe on December the 6th. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. 1994. So 1994. Wow. Um, that's, a, that's a long time. Actually, it's the same year I was telling you about my video production yeah. business. That's the same, same year I started. Yeah, it's the same year I started Docking that. Bay. Wow. Docking Bay 94. And yeah. was, you know, that was the location. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so you've been posting a lot of uh, really great behind the scenes shots of uh, our favorite uh, places uh, in a galaxy far, far away. And one of the things that amazes me is that after all these decades, we are still seeing behind the scenes pictures that, you know, possibly we haven't seen before, or at least I haven't seen before. It's uh, do you have your own archives back there? I, I'm, I, I save them, yeah. I save them all into a folder on Pinterest, so it's huge. Yeah. So when I when I find them, I save a copy and I, I post it as well. So, uh, but like you said, I think more people like digitize pictures and have found these old pictures and put them online, and they end up being recognized and sure. shared. I, I love that. I'm like a, a bounty hunter of pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you just posted a uh, picture of uh, kind of behind the scenes of the skiff uh, yeah. from Return of the Jedi. 
Um, and, you know, there's a lot of pictures coming out that people have uh, shared their old Polaroid continuity pictures of the characters. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know what continuity is, uh, they take a picture and just to make sure that, you know, costumes or, or characters to make sure that they're, they're right when they have to come back and, and redress a scene or a character and stuff like that, they'll make a reference and take a look at the picture. Um, but it's, I, I think it's awesome that we're seeing all this stuff and, you know, especially with characters that we know and love. Like I see like old uh, Mark Hamill and, um, you know, uh, Mark Hamill pictures, some old pictures, some old Polaroids of uh, Billy D. Williams. And it's really nice to see, uh, you know, some extra stuff um, from that era, the era of, uh, of classic Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my passion. And that's why I, I, I share what I find. It, what I do is I, if I see something, oh, and it doesn't register with me, I think okay, I have to post it. Yeah. If, I, if I don't remember seeing it, and then there are some where it's like, oh, that's a classic. I have to repost it. Yeah. Like, well, I haven't posted that in a long, 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 long time. I have to repost this. This is a great shot. You know, I'll do those. But um, I, I just love uh, searching for that stuff. Like I said, I'm just a, a bounty hunter of cool yeah. from loads of movies. I, because I, I made that jump from doing animation in front of the camera in 2000 up to 2009 2009 i jumped to behind the camera and fell in love with the camera and fell in love with previews and setting up shots and shooting live action and i made the switch there and so for me all seeing those behind the scenes pictures is just like inspirational for yeah the evolution that you know we, we do it much differently now you know we shoot it much it'd be much easier to shoot now It'd be much easier to animate now. When I started animation in computers, especially, it was so hard because there was just no tools to do anything. You couldn't stick one object to another. It was impossible to constrain an object to, to something else, like a hand picking up a glass. Mm -hmm. You can you can constrain the glass to the hand, and it's just it's it's called a slave, a slave of the hand. It will sure. do what the hand does: rotation, translation. Uh, but that was impossible back when we I was doing the do-backs. Oh, my God. I'd have loved to have that tool. Yeah. So let's get back. Uh, let's yeah. uh, let's talk about digital do-backs. Um, you, uh, you, I, I saw a post that you were talking about how you animated the do-backs, but everything in that scene as well. Yeah. And obviously yeah. seeing... Seeing some of that extra stuff, and I think when they announced that, uh, that the special editions were going to be released, um, that was one of the first scenes that, that was teased out into the yeah. public. And um, I know I lost my mind because I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is amazing. Tell us a little bit about what your process was in, um, I, I don't know, expanding this already iconic scene. Uh, well, like, I had storyboards from George, like storyboards that looked like, you know, storyboards I'd seen from the, the original movies, but these were like new. Uh, they're drawn by uh, Ty Rubin Ellenson. And they had, you know, those, the do-back. They had a really ugly shot, actually, which I changed. Uh, they introduced the do-backs, actually, with the do-backs butt first. Uh. <laughs> and the do-backs butt. Uh, no, the, the, the original shot was the one that they start with, the lander coming down, the one that they teased with. Yeah. That was the first shot that we ever had out the gate. And it was the most... Um, there's so much concern with it. It was such a big deal 
that the, the whole room was filled with people that had uh, an opinion. And so they're pulling it this way and pulling it this way. And, and I'm the animator thinking, I've got to take all these ideas sure. and somehow apply them to this creature. It's not a lizard. It hasn't got legs like that. It's got legs more like a dinosaur, but still kind of lizardy. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing quite like that on the rodents a bit more like that, you know? Yeah. So I had to come up with these uh, wolf cycle that worked first. And once the wolf cycle was approved, a wolf cycle on the spot, uh, when George approved it, and, he, and I had to animate all the, the little canteens that are on it. Yeah, on the side. Uh, I had to animate the the when they put the saddle on it. They didn't. The saddle was a separate model to the dewback. Now right. they would make it one model, but back then the dewback was one model, saddle was another. So when the dewback moved and all its skin moved and everything, it went through the saddle, especially oh. the straps yeah. and everything. So I had to, I had to animate, put a lattice on it, which is a kind of a, a, a wire cage, and pull it to mat to kind of hope I'm matching the live action. But until it's rendered in dailies, I can't see it till I look on when went to theatre. So every day I took notes of where it was wasn't working and where it was, and oh, that was a nightmare. The rains were a nightmare because the rains were a chain of about 50 to 70 links. So it's like animating from a wire. Imagine you've attached a wire to the stormtrooper's hand mm -hmm. and you bend that wire into a shape that was meant to be the reins. And you have to make sure that the end of the, the tip of it has to touch the dewback's bit. So I've got to do the walk cycle first. Walk cycle's got to be approved first. Yeah. Then you attach the... You, aim this wire at the reins it's not attached to it but every frame it has to attach to it and it, at the same time jostle like uh, a rope right the nightmare imagine animating that with wire that's what it was like it was horrendous wow. so hard so yeah. hard we didn't know back then we had no you know there wasn't even blend shapes back then like stuff that is rudimentary now right like i said really hard <laughs> talk about rudimentary now i mean did you guys have um an algorithm in the software that allowed for you to uh to deal with gravity the way that you uh, needed to walk you uh, had to do all that by yeah. eye and hand wow yeah. when the stormtrooper dismounts off the dewback there's one shot they always crop it off in the pan and scan it's when three pair and r2 in the foreground the canteen is in the background like watch out r2 blah 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 dewback is now in there and he's sniffing the backpack of the, the original 1976 stormtrooper that's in the play so I try to make the cg edition match the live action always in every shot yeah nightmare <laughs> <laughs> but then i animated the guy jumping dismounting down off the the side of it and i always chopped it off on panascan i was like damn you <laughs> yeah anyway panascan is evil by the way panascan yeah <laughs> luckily it's gone away um but I had to fake the gravity. I had to, I, I did get the producer to get a step ladder and he walked down, he went up like three steps. I said, no, higher. He went three steps. Oh, okay, three steps. I'll, I'll do the rest. So he jumped off, but I had to kind of fake it to what was the real ground plane and, and fake the landing as well, have it more of a stretch in the middle. So I had to use his reference, but kind of, and so George actually thought that was a live action uh, stormtrooper. He asked where oh, we got wow. the footage from. 
I said, no, I animated about that by hand. And he was wearing wow. it. Like, oh, my feet. <laughs> I, I fooled. I fooled, fooled Lucas. George Lucas. I know. What yes. a, an accomplishment. Yes. That's uh, great. But they always chopped it off. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. most, that's, the, that's, the, that's the piece of animation. That and the ropes. Sure. Even the ropes on the long toes. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, there was a wire that had to go up and, and meet the bit. The wire was attached into the ground, so it had to start there, but aim at and each one. I had to bend these little joints, like a, going along a piece of wire like that, but, 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 yeah. bend, 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 till it goes up to the but to just the, pulling yeah. on it, pulling wow. on it, so it stretches and it has a straight where it goes from the maximum straightness. Yeah, so I put that in first so I knew how high I could take that once overhead. And I based the ones I was on horses. Yeah. So I knew George loved horses, so I thought that would be a shooting with George. So sure. He never changed anything on the Rontos. Uh, he did on one shot. He, oh, but that's a, another thing. That's, a, <laughs> that's the one you put on the uh, the flyer. Yeah, the yeah. Ronto shot. Oh, that's the only one he did mess with, and that's a whole story in itself. Um, yeah, the Ronto, obviously, the um... – the, the the skin texture and all that stuff. I mean, it does remind you of uh, you know what ended up uh, as the familiar you know T Rex in in Jurassic Park and the dinosaurs and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, this was before uh, Jurassic Park. I think no. was it. It was after. Yeah, Jurassic no. Park was ninety. Jurassic Park. I went to ILM and I got to hold the Jurassic Park uh, Oscar in front of oh, okay. with Dennis Muren. I wish I had that picture. And this is when we had photographs. So right. I don't know where it is. Regular, but, regular pictures. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they already had that Oscar. So that's, I, I got my job at ILM because of that movie, Jurassic Park. So yeah. Definitely afterwards. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, again, we were talking before we went live. We were talking a little bit about the technology and the work and the and your career and stuff. Um, you started uh, at a point where obviously we talked about some of the limitations in the software and the work. Um, now you are doing stuff um, that uh, is leaps and bounds. I think software wise. I want you. I want you to touch a little bit on what are some of the advantages that you are um, seeing in technology when it comes to your work, and what are you working on lately? Um, I mean, the biggest thing is that you know we can do what used to take separate groups to do. You used to have someone doing the animation someone doing the compositing, someone doing the editing. Uh, it used to be separate departments. Uh, and now uh, I can do that all from home. Uh, and people, mm. and anyone can buy this software and and start making movies from home, uh, animating sure. from home, com compositing from home, editing from home. Yeah, they, they can get it all in their Adobe package, you know? Right. It's crazy now. It's crazy. Before, in the old days, uh, in the old days, in 1994, <laughs> yeah, way back in 1994, when computer animation was, you know, now there's armies of computer animators. Back then, I was hired as a 2D animator because they thought it'd be quicker to teach me the computer than it would to take a technical guy that knew the computer how to animate. Oh yeah. So they they took a gamble. They took a gamble. Some people didn't. Uh, not, very few people didn't like it. But some people didn't like it. And uh, I just thought it was amazing. I just, but we were the first people to, to kind of use this technology. And, and lucky I was at the place that was at the spearhead, you know? Yeah. 
So we were trying things out back then a lot. Um, but now, like I said, you can work from home. You can do all of this from, from sure. home, everything. That's what my job is now for Netflix is I take the storyboards and I have to present to them a, a movie of that sequence. So I have to animate it. I have to light it. I have to choose the camera positions, the lenses, you know, and, and everyone, everyone can do this. It's It's gotten that advanced now that anyone can do what I do. You know, they could have their premiere at Maya. Photoshop, that's sure. basically all I really need. Sometimes mm-hmm. After Effects. Yeah. But I, I, and so I deliver them, I pitch it to the directors, get my changes, and sure. but you end up designing the whole chunks of movies. And I'm sitting right in this chair, right? I am. Yeah. This my, my work it's space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So talking about workspace, uh, you mentioned that Empire Strikes Back is one of your favorite uh, special editions. And um, I'm going to ask you, um, because I remember when you were starting to draw that probe droid behind you, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, um, when are you going to ship that to me, man? <laughs> the probe droid? <laughs> no. The probe droid painting? Is that yeah, it? yeah, there you go. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is I, I really, really want to put on a, a, a show of all the paintings. That would be That's amazing. What I'm aiming for. So I, I'm, I'm not sure how many I, I did originally think I was going to do 20, but I want more than that. I want If someone's going to come see the show, I want to see a lot of paintings. So um, uh, I've got to do that show first, and then maybe, maybe I'll tell them about <laughs> the show. There you go. Yeah, I'll 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 be there. Um, I want I want to see the um, uh, the uh, the Dubak card that you did too. Yeah, yeah. Because this you one, pull that that I love that down, one. The command strips failed on it, but this one, this one's my favorite. It it's pretty awesome. Look at that, and I remember I'm you drawing that. that. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I, I start with the eye and worked out actually. That is. Yeah, yeah, that is too cool. I love that's that amazing. I love that. Yeah, the uh, the card is great, the uh, the image is great, it's uh, fantastic. You know, I, I um, when I was looking at the pro droid, I just love how you were able to capture the uh, the sun on it and the the reflection off of uh, the snow, it's it's just gorgeous. Yeah, I wanted the, a lot of the. I wanted to come out of the mist. Yeah, and I wanted. This is one of the first ones I've done that wasn't. You know, I've. I started with trying to paint some, something that everyone knew, pixel by pixel. Yeah. I thought if I can paint that, that's a that's an accomplishment. If I can cheat someone into thinking that's a photo, yeah, that, that'd be cool. It's still painting, but it's, it's almost a photo. Maybe I don't know. So this is the one of the first ones where I wanted to do something that's my own. So I I found the reference I wanted of uh, ProDrive. I found a reference of a location I wanted, um, and I just made up the rest. So. Absolutely, that's awesome. So I know um, I know from your posts you have said uh, you have stated that the ProDroid is your favorite droid. But do yeah. you have a do you have a second favorite droid? R two. Oh yeah. Has Good to old R two. I love R two. R2 would be first. I just something about the pro droid. I don't know. Because Empire is my favorite original movie. Yeah. Because Empire, like, it is anyone that experienced the whole Star Wars phenomenon that happened back then, 
You couldn't imagine they could top it. It was like it was untoppable. Right. And yet they did with Empire. And I think for me, that was just like, oh, I came out of Empire like stunned. You know, Vader's his father. There's Yoda. There's Boba Fett is amazing. I wanted him to be amazing from the action figure. I loved his his design and the action figure. I was sold. You know, this is the character. But when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, my God. And Slave One was amazing. Uh, And the ending was amazing. It was a big cliffhanger. It was so dark. And they went through all this stuff. And I was like, for me, there there was no replicating that experience yeah it's uh you know for me it's uh it's kind of a near perfect movie yeah um there's so many elements so much drama the emotion absolutely um and speaking of emotion um you uh you have an event coming up uh soon where um all the boba fets are going to be there right uh five of them five of them are going to be there yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, Tamira is not going to be there. I've never met Tamira, um, but yeah, five of us going to be there, and and we're going to be back together again. So we always have. It's really fun. It's like we all get along really well with each other. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we're solid. It's like it's like I don't know. It is like a, a brotherhood. I, I don't know Tamira. I'm hoping that he in that group would just fit right in. I'm sure he would. Yeah, absolutely. These, these these four guys are amazing. So, yeah. That's I'm looking cool. forward to spending the uh, four days in uh, San Antonio. You've got to get there the day before, uh, and you've got to leave the day after. So, yeah, it's a four-day thing. Cool. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And where? Um, I missed it in the poster there. Where? Where is it happening? It's in a shopping mall called uh, Wonderland of the Americas, and cool. they regularly have. Uh, Conventions that they had like a Lost Boys one. There. Oh, had, nice! I, I had an ET one there, uh, just the, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he's always putting on these like uh, conventions, uh, uh, big uh, names, you know, for people that like me that love sci-fi and yeah, you know, that's their bag. <laughs> that's me. So anyone from the Lost Boys, I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah. So that's the best thing about doing all these conventions. I get to hang out with all my heroes. Sure. Yeah. It's such a, um, it's such a cool thing. I was talking to another podcaster. We were talking about how um, nowadays it seems like everybody wants to be a nerd. Everybody wants to be a a geek. It's hip to be square. Um, Back then we were made fun of for liking Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Oh, he's a Trekkie, whatever. But now it's like, it's, it's like, it's yeah. it's almost like high fashion. What's all yeah. that? What's what's that all about? What I, I remember, my best uh, one of my best friends at school, his uh, brother would make fun of me because I collected dolls. <laughs> he called them dolls, and he right. dolls on purpose. It just really <laughs> irked me. And like, and I'm, I'm sure he has a collection now. Sure. Yeah. I I think dolls. my wife still call my wife still calls them dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't care. They're cool. Uh, action figures are cool. I, 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 you know, try and ref, you know, correct him. Right. Action yeah. figure. Like, we have to. We have to educate. Dogs. We have to educate the masses, right? Yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. like you said, now it's cool to be a nerd. Like, yeah. You know, and and women seem to like. You know, some people like <laughs> get attracted to the nerdy types, and, the and geek, so, yeah. And and they have the sim- similar passion as well. They want to go to the conventions, and they love sure. the movies. Yeah. 
Do you yeah. think, do you think that, um, cause I was having a conversation with another friend of mine, Sean, um, uh, the real Sean Kremel, he's got a, a, a YouTube page where, uh, he does a lot of drawings, comic book drawings, but, uh, we were talking about how, um, maybe this, um, I guess maybe this fandom has been watered down. It used to be special and now everybody's just jumping in just to jump in. Do you think that's, do you think that's somewhat true or do you think the more the merrier it's a party? Only in, I, I, I think it's true only in the fact that uh, people have kind of lost respect for other people's opinions. There you go. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to our shared passion, you know? Right. I, I, anyone, anyone can have a different opinion to me. I, 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 I encourage it. Like the world would be completely boring if everyone had the same sure. opinions and passions exactly yeah. stamped as me. There would be nothing to talk about. Yeah. Exactly. It would be boring. So <laughs> our differences should be embraced, and instead, they're bickered about. And, and and I always have to just like I pull out of it whenever that starts. I just have to turn my back on it because you can get swept into it. And I try and keep everything on my social media positive. You know? Sure. I don't want to enter into negative. I don't want to enter into politics. It's nothing to do with what I'm interested in. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I'm here for Star Wars and cat videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you posted something having to do with the escape pod model. Uh -huh. And, um, I want to put that up real fast. Um, I, I, I was wondering too, because we saw in the, uh, that Disney documentary, um, after all the work that ILM was doing, one of the first shots was the escape pod, um, releasing from the ship. Yeah. Um, when George came back from Elstree, um, nothing was done other than that one shot. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I don't know if you know, if this is the real escape pod, do you think this is the oldest prop from the movie to exist? No, I don't know. Because like I said, I'm bounty hunting these pictures. So yeah, yeah. if I discover a picture that has information with it, then I will share that information in my post. If it doesn't, then I, I have nothing you know, to sure, yeah. share. I'm guessing, and sometimes I'll guess. I'll say this. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that this is, you know, I, a lot of times I'm right, but you know, I'm going to be wrong, and I'm human. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how cool would that be? And I, I know there's a story somewhere that uh, somebody had found, um, a uh, the model of a of a Death Star at a uh, a flea market or something like that, and they they bought it and then they just stored it away. I forgot where I heard that story, but it's it's one of those uh, you know modern uh, wives' tales that that uh, that you hear from time to time. And then you know they they dig it out and they realize that it was uh, used. Uh, it was a screen prop, um, you know. And a lot of these props uh, are used, and they're sometimes they're discarded, sometimes they're kept, you know, just in case. But you know the I guess. Uh, in, in Northern Africa, you still you can still go to Tatooine and see some of the uh, old sets, right? Yeah, apparently. I, I think slowly it's disappearing. Yeah. Like people take home a piece of that skeleton or, you know, a piece of Luke's house or something, a piece of the... the a cor corner, corner of Moss Eisley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, slowly disappearing, I think. Yeah, I definitely would love to have a moisture evaporator in my backyard. Oh, That'd be awesome. It was reminding me of the uh, the X-wing fighter. Yeah, guns as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. So cool. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I was asking you online, uh, somebody had, uh, talked about, uh, green screen versus blue screen. Uh And we were having a little conversation about that. Um, back in the day, obviously everything was blue screen and it was, uh, kind of, uh, universally known when you had a blue screen up with some special effects, they would take the blue out and then, um, and then, you know, uh, digital filmmaking, George, uh, kind of, uh, revolutionized digital filmmaking and they changed blue to green. But can you explain to us just a little bit of the difference between, uh, the use of the two colors, why and, and what? Yeah. Okay. Education time. Ready? Education time. I love this stuff. Okay, education time. It used to be blue screen. Blue screen was great for keying out color because not many things in nature are that vivid blue. That bright. It has to be lit evenly for the best keying. Yeah. But they used blue. It had its problems. It had its limitations. Uh, they had to build uh, an R two that had black panels, so they all the shots in the X wing fighter, his panels didn't disappear. Oh, that's right. Because there's blue in it. So yeah. Django Fett, you can't use a blue screen because yeah. all the blue on his armor, he'll be silver and transparent. Right. So it wasn't uh, necessarily George, I think, but green is way more vivid, much brighter, much harder to find in nature. Mm. And so you, you can pull it out. And so it's not like blue screens went away. When we were doing the shoots for the uh, Mantis and Goosebumps, it had so much green in it, we had to use blue to get a good key. Mm. Actually, you can use red as well. There's red and purple. If you watch some of the uh, Avenger of the Sith, where Palpatine is fighting Mace Windu, all that was shot with a purple. You, you, you use the color that you haven't got anything of in the foreground or the, the subject is free of to a degree. Yeah. And so you choose the appropriate color to get your appropriate key. It's not like one went away. Uh, yeah. Green screen did come in as like, wow, we should be using this. This is much better. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you know, a I, green uh, character like me, sure. I need a blue screen. Right. And that does make sense. I did see some behind-the-scenes footage of uh, even more recently uh, the book of Boba Fett where it was blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you mentioned um, R2-D2 and the different colored panels. Um, I think there was some behind-the-scenes where uh, for the uh, Luke's appearance in book of uh, in, uh, in Mandalorian where R2's, uh, some of R2's panels were not blue, they were green. Um, so that, that I, I found that interesting too. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, very nice. You, you, you choose the one that is going to give you pull out that subject the most, you know, whatever would make him pop. the most. Sure. I guess yeah. Say. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Um, I just want to remind everybody in the chat towards the end, uh, we are giving away this R2-D2 USB car charger and, uh, some, uh, Star Wars trilogy special edition buttons, that I got back in the day during my uh, AMC movie event that I still held on to. So that is uh, that is really cool. Stick around, uh, find out some details on how you can get that. Um, so you said you're working at Netflix Animation, and uh, did I ask you this already? What what uh, projects are you? What projects can you talk about? Uh, I can talk about. Uh, I've 
done three projects so far from them. And uh, the first uh, is already streaming as Back to the Outback. Okay. And I got to work on about seven sequences. So the, the biggest one was the road, road chase. So in Back to the Outback, if you watch it, I created the, the road chase sequence. So um, uh, the last project I could mention is Ultraman. Oh, cool. Ultraman, I saw recently 50% animated. Um, it's got three ILM studios working on the animation. It's got Singapore, it's got London, and it's got Vancouver, and they're all trying to outdo each other. It's oh, nice. <laughs> but I saw some final lit Ultraman recently, and I it's just, oh, my God, it's, like, visually stunning. So it's like, it's like an anime-esque kind of, like, spider-verse kind of feel kind of oh, nice. except not on on ones not twos yeah uh, ultraman kind of try and reintroduce ultraman to the us and you know kick him back off here so they did uh don't get it confused with the ultraman series on netflix yeah the series out and i watched some of that and i found it just they love having a chat, chat, chat. It was a lot of just standing around chatting about, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. So it was like a lot of this and not much fighting. So yeah. our one is going to be a, a, a bit more, it's a bit more kind of a, trying to give an overview to Ultraman so that you can create a hub on which to build. So hopefully, maybe a TV series in the future. I'm hoping Netflix picks that up yeah <laughs> excellent you mentioned a little uh friendly competition between the three uh ilms do you guys do that a lot um i guess it's more common now because it, when i was <laughs> my two years at ilm were 1994 and 1995 so there was internet but you weren't allowed it at work mm. all you had was email internet access was too it was too hard to police and make secure back then sure and this is ILM. This is a place where we had to have, hide our garbage because people went through the garbage at ILM. Oh, wow. Looking for those latex hands or whatever. Right. Jeez. A button from a stormtrooper yeah. or something. But it was always is like the biggest pack of uh, raccoons torn through or bears are torn through the, the garbage. So um, they had to hide it. Um, so back in the day, even though we had internet, there was not much communication. There was yeah. inter-communication. Sure. We didn't have to, I didn't have to leave my desk to chat to the person I'm working with, to talk out when, when, when I'm going to be seeing George, uh, to, you know, uh, to give notes to my um, uh, technical director. Uh, but now, you know, the, everyone knows everyone across the globe. So. Yeah. I can't make a comparison. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure those people all know each other yeah. or compete against each other or I don't know. It's a different, different world now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you, mm. obviously you, obviously we're, 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 we're fans of sci-fi. We're fans of star Wars, obviously. Is there anything upcoming um, either streaming or movies that you're really looking forward to? I mean, sorry to kind of, it sounds like I'm echoing or plug in, but ultra this Ultraman movie. Yeah. When I finished working, on it, I got to design 11 sequences for it. And uh, which is the most I've ever contributed to a movie. You know, I, I usually, 
before this, maybe the second one was the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Did a lot of the previews for a lot of that movie. But I said to the directors that, uh, you know, everyone asks me, what was your favorite movie to work on? I've always said New Hope or mm-hmm. War Horse. You know, I, I, probably someone, one of those two. Because War Horse was a very cool to, movie to work on. Uh, all the first Avengers, I don't know. It's a, it's a, com- a competition. But now I, I can say Ultraman just because that 18 months working with the directors was such a joy and uh, such a creative outlet. You know, I could just go crazy and they would like be cheering me on. So um, I said to them, I said, you know, there's so much music in the world, but only one Beatles. I said, you are my Beatles. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So Very nice. my new answer. And so I'm really looking forward. I, like I said, I saw a f- uh, one sequence lit and it was uh, a, a nighttime. I can't give any details, but it's a nighttime sequence uh, in the rain, uh, very moody, you know, thunderstorm, and, and t- it's obviously Tokyo uh, in, in the background, all our focus. And it was just like, I'm just, oh my God, I, like, how can I... just that one shot was amazing. Like, I can't mm. imagine the hour and half of or whatever it's going to end up. Sure. Uh, watching that kind of eye candy just. I, I hope it's in a big screen. It's going to yeah. be wasted on a small screen. But when I when I work, I I, rent, I render my stuff and I, I watch it large and I lean into my sure screen so I can feel like I'm in the theater. Yeah. And then I watch it on my phone so I can see it, how some people would watch it. Sure. And I make sure that it holds up in both. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to now. This is funny. It's, a, it's like a new new era, you know. Yeah, absolutely. People are watching things uh, on all platforms, uh, big yeah. screens, small screens, medium screens. Um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I hope that the movie theaters don't go away in the future. It's yeah. uh, it's something it's it's kind of like a human communal experience. And uh, it's it's something that my team and I uh, talk about all the time. Um, we really relish going out to a theater, sitting in the dark with other you know, like-minded people, obviously you're there to watch a, a really exciting movie, something that you're really, uh, you know, excited to watch. So I'm, I'm really hoping that it doesn't go away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's the last movie you saw? The last movie I saw, or the last movie I went out to see. Yeah. Last movie you went out to see. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dune. That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I had to go and see it because uh, uh, a lot of my colleagues worked on it. They were, oh, working cool. on, they were working on it while I was working on uh, Monsters, uh, Love and Monsters. Okay. Which was Very up nice. for a special effects uh, Oscar. Very nice, uh, yeah. I, I must have like, done something good. Yeah, absolutely. But Love and Monsters, uh, it was straight to TV. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, uh, remind everybody. So if you want to win this USB car charger in the shape of R2D2, I should have taken a screenshot of the back. His head turns and he beeps. You plug it into your cigarette lighter and then you've got two USBs there. You can kind of uh, charge your phone and, uh, we'll stick, uh, some Scarif and Red 5 Network stickers, uh, a whole bunch of nice stuff in there. All you have to do is tag your, put your, or post a uh t- what do we do what do we do let's um tag a friend at the scare podcast twitter make sure that they follow us and uh just say hello to us 
Um, you, uh, if you do it in the next couple of, um, hours, uh, your chances will go up, but I will leave this giveaway open for the next couple of days. Um, like I said, uh, tag a friend, make sure that that friend follows us and obviously make sure that you're following us and, uh, we will select a winner, uh, in the next couple of days. I'll send that out along with some scarf scuttlebutt swag. Excellent, my friend. Mark, thank you so much for joining us and talking Star Wars Special Edition. And uh, I, I, I just I love talking technology and, and movies. Uh, all the behind the scenes stuff really fascinates me. It's just a, a pleasure to talk to you all the time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, before we go, is there any questions from the uh, from the chat that uh, maybe uh, you guys want uh, Mark to answer? Um Let's see here. <clears throat> Everybody loves R2-D2. I will say, though, that uh, I don't love everything that the special editions did. And I thought it was a vicious rumor about, how, about the whole Greedo sequence. <laughs> it happened after I left. And I was at Disney, and a, a guy went up to visit uh, San Francisco because a lot of us left for Disney. So he went up to see our, our friends and he came back with this information and I really thought it was a rumor. A but rumor, there's yeah. No way, there's no way he would take away Han's arc. Like, right. That would yeah. be a silly thing to do. So uh, when, I can understand. I do have some bad feeling about I Because I, the special edition has that in and because it has that once I've seen him, yeah. I, I, there's some... <laughs> Those two things I, I have irk me, put it that way. Yeah, so, absolutely. I can understand. There's uh there's one shot in a new hope that I thought to myself, why did they do that? And there's uh when when they're searching for R2 in the desert, he goes into a cave and they put um and I'm hoping you didn't do this shot. <laughs> they put a rock in front halfway in front of R2 where there wasn't before. And um, I thought it looked weird, and uh, I, I didn't think that there was a need for uh, putting a digital rock in front of R2 at that point. Yeah, just kind no, of... I didn't know anything about that. I, I, I knew about some of the smart things that we're doing. Sure. Like I, I, talk, I was talking about the limitations of blue screen. Mm -hmm. One of the things that blue screen did destroy was the flames when the wire wings are like blown up into the Death Star. If you watch the original, they're pink. Because it pulled all the yellows out, oh, yeah. out the blues, it destroyed the, the color balance, and, and they end up pink in the movie. And George always hated that uh, they were pink and not yellow, you know, flames. Right. So one of the uh, one of the jobs was to um, put the white color in, in and change change that aspect yeah. of it. Also, all of the shots, I, I really like the fact that they went to this extreme. I love the, the original movie just because George wanted to give the illusion that this was another galaxy and he didn't want things like uh, Phillips screwdrivers or flathead screws showing through. So a lot, all the, a, lot of, a lot of the shots he draped a pantyhose or stretched a pantyhose over the end of the camera to kind of knock back any of that fine detail that you look for like, on a, you know, like we're used to now Yeah, uh, to kind of maintain that illusion. And so on the digital work that we did, all of our stuff went through a filter that put back that 
Oh, like pantyhose sure. filter interesting on all our digital work interesting yeah they did care Ireland did care and also you, uh, you know you have to ask yourself like who on this planet if there's one person on this planet that has the right to say you know what I want to correct some of the stuff on my blockbuster it's George and absolutely because so, George wanted these changes I thought he's the only guy that yeah, I they just, would have. I worked on the remake of uh, Poltergeist, and I thought, why would you remake Poltergeist? Oh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. I did lots the clown sequence, but I was questioning as I was working on it, like, oh, should we be doing this? But on special editions, it's George's movie, so sure, George has the right to do with it more than any person, anybody else. Like, yeah, anyone complaining online about it, sure, yeah, hasn't got as much. Right. right as george has i'm sorry you know totally agree his mistake was that he dismissed he ever made the originals that's his mistake sure so you have to forgive him that one mistake on his part he should he should have embraced well this is the originals and this is the special editions have whichever one you want yeah and he would make more money yeah so, <laughs> oh. yeah it's a it's a great question, interesting question. Speaking of questions, we got uh, we have a couple of questions from the okay. chat real fast. Uh, Vader wants to know: Did you get to keep any of the Boba Fett suits? I tried. I tried. <laughs> of course, you did. I tried when uh, I, when I first wore it, which was uh, way before the blue screen shoe, and the, both of these things happened a year before I ever got to work on the special edition, but. I was doing the uh, dressed up in a costume for the first time for an event at the summit for all like the Kenner guys and you know Dark Horse Comics and everyone like that and Bantam Books and whoever yeah. were the license holders. So that's when I got first got to wear the suit for a long period of time. I got to try it on, which was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't want to take it off. But then this is the first time I got to wear it for like four hours. So I was like, yes. Nice. A good good hour before that and after that. So a good six hour stretch in the original suit. Like sign me up, right? Nice. So I'm uh I'm doing that. And but as I'm taking the, the costume off at the end of the night, the guy's checking off everything I take off. Oh really? So if I took <laughs> one piece off and he said to me that uh Boba Fett has the most separate pieces, even more than you think we saw through or Vader. Yeah, Boba has the most pieces, like with the spats and everything like sure. that, all these little bits. But there was a guy crossing the checking it out, right? Glove left, whoosh, glove right, whoosh. and he was, the thing is, he's dropping dropping the gloves and the everything in this big kind of like uh, it looked like a washing machine size box. Yeah, just dropping them like it was like treasure. <laughs> oh my god, treasure! Yeah, and and, and but. The glove uh, had these buttons on, and I was like thinking, I mean, oh, imagine everyone that's worn this glove, like Jeremy's bound to have worn it, John Moore's probably bound to have worn it, took the glove, the button came off, and I kept the button, <laughs> I kept the button. Nice. I don't know what happened to it, though, in the move, in the move from San Francisco to yeah. Los Angeles, I don't know where it went, but I did have the button. That's time. funny. Of all things you've kept, the button. <laughs> I was happy for that. 
that's funny that's hilarious yeah there's a um i think it's the uh the making of the empire strikes back where they have a uh, an old black and white picture of the entire suit just laid out with all the pieces yeah. and uh it a is lot. a lot a it lot. is a lot yeah um lunar girl wants to know if you uh have a secret dm chat where you uh chat with all the other boba fett actors <laughs> <laughs> i wish we did but they're also busy. Like Daniel was always doing uh, conventions, as is Dickie Beer. So those sure. guys are busy all the time. Um, I I can I have to limit my conventions to at the most once a month. So uh, I, I I have to spread out because otherwise, had taken like a, a, a Thursday and a Friday and a Monday off. Netflix will be what's going on? Every every couple of weeks you're gone, you know? Yeah. So I gotta balance it, whereas those guys can can do. But we do keep in touch. I just send an email to those guys talking about next week. So Yeah, it's very we, cool. We do uh we do blah blah blah. Yeah. So I guess there is a secret uh DM, but uh <laughs> I can't share it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you know, um, you, you say that you didn't get to keep the original Boba Fett outfit, but obviously now with the technology of three D printing and all that stuff, I mean, you've got you know five hundred first making their own stuff. Yeah. Um, have you made your own outfit that you can have that you can wear on your own? I did. I made one in about nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. It was one of the before cosplay was a thing. And uh, and I got to wear it in a couple of the pa uh, Pasadena parade. Yeah. And this was, I thought well, this was a guy dressed up as Boba Fett. I didn't know it was really Boba Fett. You know? <laughs> but it was. Um, and I wore it for the first. Uh, we I, I did a, a, a series of skits with Boba Fett fan club called No Disintegrations or mm -hmm. www.nodisintegrations.tv. And for the first five episodes, I wore this costume, and we had so many people like complaining that things weren't right. I, I didn't have a proper hood. Uh -oh. uh, I didn't have the, you know, the people just picking it apart. So I had to, for the ones beyond the first five, I had to borrow uh, a, a suit from uh, Boba Fett as college dad. Oh uh, yeah. Find him on, uh, you know, on uh, Instagram. Uh, he he loaned me his suit, suit, Rod. So thank you, Rod. You saved <laughs> my ass. Speaking of the suit, Vader's got another question. Yeah. You know, I, I, as you can see, I, I've got a Darth Vader suit behind me, and um, I used to keep it in storage when I realized, why the hell do I keep it in a box? Let's put it out and display it proudly. Um, Vader Rapina has his own suit, and I can tell you that it does definitely get hot. Um, yeah. Did the Boba Fett suit get hot at any time? It did, but luckily it was December, and those... Um... The big kind of hangers that they shoot in uh, yeah. the sound, sound stages are impossible to heat because they're so huge. Sure, yeah. So it's freezing cold in there. You get no sunlight in there ever because it's always shooting, always got it closed. So um, lucky it kind of helped, helped warm me up. But the worst part was that it was just that right temperature or just that right humidity because it's San Francisco, you know, sure. or Marin County. Just the right humidity and temperature that everything just especially the morning shoot everything just fogged up so yeah. bad so I bad see, yeah. i mean your, your eyesight is limited your mobility is limited and when you can't see as well yeah makes I, it was, rough. 
I was so worried that I was going to make a mistake. And then uh, just before we started shooting, it was like, wait a minute, you've got the uh, the bells on the, the wrong shoulders. Oh. We can't do anything about that now. We can't do anything <laughs> about that now. And I thought, well, I'm not going to refuse to do it. Uh, I'm not going to say, well, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Everyone says, why didn't, why did you, why did you get the bells on? It's not my, I'm not wardrobe. You know? uh, but yeah, it was like uh, that morning was particularly cold there. Yeah. December, December in uh, Marine County. You know? Sure. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. That's too chilling. funny. The first time I wore my uh, Vader outfit, I was uh, trick or treating with the kids and the family in the in the, uh, in the neighborhood. Um, once it got, once the sun came down and I was in it for a few hours, it fogs up. I was frozen. My wife just left me. I'm walking blindly around the neighborhood. I'm like looking for her. I can't see a damn thing. Um, and it's it's just funny. Um, I had to be rescued by a by a neighbor of mine who uh, saw that I was struggling a little bit. Darth Vader, imagine Darth Vader just kind of freaking out in the middle of the street with uh, with a bag of candy. Absolutely funny stuff. <laughs> Mark, thank you. Vicky Beer's story is actually, but it was heat and he was in the Gamorrean suit. Oh, yeah. He, Luke had just, you know, sliced him up. He was on the floor and they cut and everyone just left and they left him there in the <laughs> suit. He was like, he couldn't move. Yeah. And it was Carrie Fisher that saved him. It oh, was wow. The, she replayed that scene in Jedi, except it was Vicky Beer and not Han Solo. <laughs> very nice that's awesome awesome great stories and uh mark thank you so much for joining us tonight um uh, making yourself available for our discussion here it uh we really appreciate it thank you so much where can people find you to say hello there uh you can find me either under mark anthony austin you know it's it's that 70s sounding name <laughs> <laughs> or at boba fett anhse that stands for a new hope special edition which is on the sure the absolutely yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And I uh, want to thank everybody in the chat. Uh, seems like uh, we had a very nice crowd. Thank you for uh, indulging my questions. Like I said, I'm really always interested in talking to folks that work in the industry and uh, chatting about special effects and things like that. Um, I think uh, next week we have another wonderful Scarif Live. I think we're going to do five questions with uh, with Wikipedia. Um, that should be a lot of fun. And uh, if you are catching this late, make sure you either replay the video and check out what Mark has to say, but we are also going to be dropping the audio in podcast form on Tuesdays. So check out your favorite podcatcher. Until then, uh, Mark, thank you so much again. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening. This is Ro from the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Talk to you guys later. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us.
us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say hello there. Please hold.